Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Biden's son Hunter are asking for an investigation into allies of former President Trump as well as a prominent host at a cable news network. On Wednesday, Hunter Biden's lawyers sent letters to the Justice Department and the Delaware Attorney General's office. These letters are asking for a probe to be opened into individuals they believe, quote, violated various federal laws in accessing, copying, manipulating, and or disseminating Mr. Biden's personal computer data. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> at, at, like at this point, you know, what does he really have to lose? Ah, oh, screw it. I admit it. It was my laptop. Yes. So I'm going to sue for violation of privacy. Well, that's one way to approach it. <laughs> my goodness. Okay. Well, we'll see what comes out of it. 611 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Skull of Morning News. Um, I don't have a drama stager for the uh, Santa Rosa County Commission, but um, if I had one, I would have used it. Um, there, there's been, you know, you, you have a difference of opinion, which is common among politicians, but you have a difference of opinion about whether the county commissioners should back and forth dialogue with the public when they show up, especially in open forum. And uh, Colton Wright, who is the current chairman, um, he does not think that you should. Uh, James Calkins, who never passes up a chance to share what he thinks, uh, he, <laughs> he thinks that every single moment of every single day he should be saying something about something. Uh, and so he doesn't agree with that. So this this actually came up uh, during the last week's county commission. First, the um, uh, during the committee meeting, it came up briefly. As I said, we have seven people scheduled to speak. You have four minutes apiece. Um, we will stick stick to that pretty strictly, uh, just out of respect for everybody. Ask that everyone be respectful in their comments. Public forum is not designed to be a back and forth between the commissioners, but more an opportunity for an individual to get up and speak their mind for four minutes. And then, you know, later on during the forum, you had a uh, former candidate for the county commission, Howard Steele, was talking about the Whittle building and the idea of maybe the county commission giving it back to the city so that they could do whatever they want to it. And uh, James Calkins is kind of, you know, going on a long exposition of why he thinks that's a good plan. And so that's just an idea that... Uh I want to throw out to the board and see if there's potential interest in just Mr. handing it to the city of Milton. Can we have a discussion on that? Can we can we table can we table the demolition? Well, it's already passed. Excuse me, both of you. Yeah. This is not time for board action. This is public forum. This is not designed to be a back and forth. And frankly, I, I think I need to remind all the commissioners that Commissioner Calkins, Commissioner Ennington. This is a time to listen to the public, but this is not a time to have a back and forth discussion. Okay, so Calkins, of course, disagrees. R respectfully, Mr. Chair, uh, we have an hour. There's not a whole lot of people here today, and that I'm not allowed to talk to the commissioners one on one. So this is my only opportunity, and it helps. I would like to put this on the agenda for the future. If I could hear from my fellow board members if there's interest in a particular item. Is there anybody I'd, else that would I'd, like I'd, to back Mr. Calkins? Excuse me. Is there anybody else that would like to back Mr. Calkins? So. On the one hand, Calkins can't stop talking all the time, and it gets annoying. On the other hand, I kind of like the freewheeling open style better than how it is in Escambia County, where 
you know, I'm, I, I think they give them more respect in, in Milton and in Santa Rosa County than they do with the county commission in Escambia County. Um, but it does lead to these endless meetings. Oh, it is obnoxious. And so on the one hand, I wish Commissioner Calkins were a little bit more judicious about his comments. On the other hand, I tend to think it, you know, let the conversations go on if you can. Well, that was the simmer. OK, that was the beginning. This came up again in the actual Thursday meeting because, you know, um, Colton Wright said the same thing. Uh, look, this is not for back and forth. James Calkins totally disagree with me. And, um, you know, Colton Wright says, I learned from the people or sorry, uh, you know, and, you know, Colton says, look, sometimes we'll run out of time. We just won't have enough people or we'll have too many people, not enough time to do this. So later on, you had this conversation about code enforcement and Jerry Cooey, who's I think probably running for office. I haven't asked him this, but I think he probably is. So uh, I think a lot of his speeches are really campaign speeches, but we'll see. Um, you know, he's that, that wouldn't surprise me if that happened. He was talking about environmental penalties and fines for bad actors who pollute, for example, our waterways. And he said, you know, we should consider taking away their business nice licenses. One final thing, if, if you don't mind, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. It's not in the Constitution that we're required by law to give somebody a business license. Their business license can be pulled, gentlemen. Thank you, Mr. Cooey. Thank you. Mr. Chairman. Commissioner Calkins. I'd like to say that it is people, it is not a privilege to start a business. It is not a privilege to drive on the roads. It is a right. And I would never be for the government to restrict people from operating a motor vehicle or starting their own business. And that that is our constitution protects us against those things. So it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, Jerry has more of the right of this than James Calkins does, but he finished up with what I thought was the point of me sharing all this, the funnier moment in the speech. Every once in a while somebody gets in a really good zinger, here you go. And what I just heard is more government, more government, more government. I ran on to low, lessen the government. And so I just want to want to make my position clear that I'm not for big government. I'm for less government. And I believe this whole board is on the same page with that. And I appreciate this board. Thank you. Thank you for your stump speech. Uh, Dale Maloney. <laughs> uh, sometimes less is more. That's a lesson for James and a reward, a gold star for Colton Wright. <laughs> Thank you for your oh, stump speech. Colton. <laughs> we'll have the transgressors moral ceremony coming up next. Uh, right now, we got candy with traffic on the fives. Taking a look at our roads. Good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. It looks like I-10. Again, I-110 reporting as clear through Mel Bridge, not showing any delays. And it uh, looks like a 98 clear as well. Certainly, if you see an accident or a slowdown, 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Do you have a high school reunion or a big event coming up? ProHealth is here to help. Their new medical weight loss program can offer an array of prescription medications, including the shot, as well as unlimited nutritionist consultations, pharmaceutical-grade supplements, and detailed lab work. With locations in Pensacola and Gulf Breeze, ProHealth is ready to help you look and feel great about your gatherings. ProHealth was the Gulf Breeze and Pensacola Business of the Year for 2021. Visit ProHealth at ProHealthFL.com. Each Sunday at 7.30 a.m., the Bible Baptist Bookstore of Pensacola, Florida, brings you Theological Seminar with teacher Peter S. Ruckman, founder and president of the Pensacola Bible Institute. He will teach you what the Bible says about the subject, not merely what it is presumed to teach. Tune in this Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for Theological Seminar with Dr. Peter S. Ruckman, brought to you by Bible Baptist Bookstore on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620.
As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support. datarevs.com. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to remember those who've transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must henceforth be forever cast into the abyss of dead names. In this moment of our remembrance, we prove with great grief and wailing the sincerity of our noble tolerance. What we once wrongly allowed in the ignorance of white privilege has become the cleansing rite of virtue signaling we use to prove our purity. Join with me now as we remember those we've lost. First, young Pink Floyd fans, who recently expressed hostility toward the band for releasing an image on the 50th anniversary of Dark Side of the Moon with a white triangle, the number five, and a rainbow-filled zero. These blossoming homophobes objected to a classic band aligning itself with our beautiful rainbow symbol as if it can ever be a flaw to virtue signal allyship for people of the acronym. Now, obviously, there's something very concerning that even a single young person could have managed to elude our best efforts to indoctrinate him, her, they, or Zim. But of course, the real embarrassment is in thinking that Pink Floyd is new to the rainbow game. Although we don't like to admit it, Pink Floyd made the rainbow cool even before we did. However, looking back on that famous album cover art through the infinite wisdom of our current enlightenment, it is worth noting some of the flaws in the presentation. There's just no getting around the problematic relationship between the white light on the left side of the prism and the rainbow on the right side. Is this picture saying that whiteness is the real source of diversity? Is it saying that the rainbow depends upon whiteness for its existence? Is it holding whiteness up as the pure and perfect mixture of all the colors? The horrific sublimation of all colors into the single overlord Borg of whiteness is, well, not good. Need I go on? I will say, we do appreciate the depiction of a single white beam on one side and the beautiful rainbow on the other, pictorially representing them perhaps as adversaries or competing forces on the prismatic battlefield. And certainly, we appreciate the concept of fracturing whiteness into a divergence of rainbow colors in a world which no longer offers any safe space to the white light. But still, too much white and too much power for the white. Also, pay attention to the fact that this entire picture is only possible against the contrasting rich, deep blackness of the backdrop. But should blackness be treated as mere background for whiteness and rainbows, as if the role of blackness in the world is mere pretext or servitude? Gaia forbid! So be careful to whom you show this image, and be certain that they are adept enough in the faith to properly contextualize its numerous inadequacies. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend! Second, Squaw Valley. 
The California region, which has finally been renamed by the Department of the Interior in a way that does not perpetuate linguistic violence against indigenous women. I suppose I'd needn't explain to you the misogyny and indigenophobia embodied in this awful term. I'll just assume you've mastered Vignock's fourth homily on honoring the victims of Manifest Destiny, <laughs> obviously. But despite the, uh, the need to change Squaw Valley's name, the residents are now complaining that the new name is not what they wanted. They say they would have preferred Bear Valley or Dunlap Valley instead of the very appropriate Yokuts Valley. But look, the whole purpose of forcing the occupying whites to undo an offensive name isn't accomplished if the whites then get to pick the new name for themselves. In order for us to teach them their place in this brave new world, they must dislike the name. Oppressors don't get to decide their own penance. Only by forcing them to use a name they hate can they learn to empathize with the oppressed people whose stolen land they inhabit. Moreover, the stranger the name and the harder it is to pronounce, the better. The ideal name would be one that honors the indigenous people and also contorts the mouths of the white occupiers in a way that reminds them of their own complicity every time they say it. This is why, for example, even though so many indigenous terms and phrases must go, such as beat the drums, send up smoke signals, scalp the tickets, and make big heap wampum, at least one expression remains acceptable. Yes, you may still call a close friend Kimosabe. As long as you do it with a properly heavy native inflection, honoring the underlying culture by making your own language awkward through hypercorrective pronunciation. Anything that serves to make Caucasian Americans feel awkward and remind them they are outsiders and cultural oppressors for butchering an appropriated language is basically good. Thus, to all the Kimosabis of Yokuts Valley, we offer you this culturally respected peace pipe. Please, let us smoke it with you. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend! And finally, the U.S. State Department, for its courageous decision to advance the causes of justice and inclusion by abandoning its two-decade-long folly of using Times New Roman font and modernizing its typeface to Calibri. Now, although we, of course, applaud the State Department for this change, it's worth noting how late they are to the cause. Microsoft Word already made this exact switch in 2007! Their goal was to present a font which was easier for people with vision impairment to read as well as for optical character recognition programs, both of which struggle with the serifs or decorative flair of Times New Roman. Although some will say the State Department has serif on their faces <laughs> for having to change font again so soon after having just changed to Times New Roman from the very antiquated teletype safes of Courier New in 2004, we actually see this as a positive thing. You see, even if the fonts were exactly the same in functionality, which they are not, we should always celebrate upending the status quo as continual revolution is the reminder the cultural elites need to challenge and reassess their own privilege constantly. The regular changing of everything we take for granted cultivates a healthy mindset of uncertainty, self-doubt, and low confidence, just the sort of haplessly demoralized demeanor we want for people in general. Staying with any one way of speaking, or even printing, for too long reinforces the paradigm of conservatism, which, of course, we abhor. Now, it is true, as some might say, that Times New Roman is more aesthetically pleasing to the eye. But at what cost? Can anyone really defend marginalizing the vision impaired in order to preserve a tiny dose of artistic flair for those with excellent eyesight? Who could even enjoy the prettier font knowing the pain it causes to others? No, this crass ableism is the reason they adopted Times New Roman in the first place, failing both to grasp the needs of the visually challenged as well as the burgeoning world of digital character conversion. No, my friends, no. Standard fonts, which are as boring as the least of us need them to be, are the correct norm. There's a new sans serif in town, and his name is Calibri. 
Hail the anti-bold typeface reformation. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. And now, with these cleansing rites performed, may we all go forth in loving tolerance and microaggress no more. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. 626 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola. <laughs> Candy's crying. I can't go to her. That's so funny. I'm sorry. Roads are fine. Here's David. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how good I'm doing either right now. All right. A federal appeals court is striking down a law barring people under domestic violence restraining orders from possessing guns. A three-judge panel of the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled Thursday that uh, the federal law targeting people believed to pose a domestic violence threat is unconstitutional under a Supreme Court ruling last year. As many as 40 countries could be boycotting the 2024 Olympics. So far, Poland, Lithuania, Estonia, and Latvia have all rejected an International Olympic Committee plan to allow Russian athletes to compete. And you remember the uh, story here earlier this week about the lady who stole like a million and a half dollars in chicken wings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I figured out her motive. She was preparing for the Super Bowl. Oh, nice. Well done. Yeah. Americans are expected to eat a record amount of chicken wings during the Super Bowl this year. The National Chicken Council. I didn't even know that was an organization that existed, but it does. Hey, you watch that. That's You say that with respect. The uh, National Chicken Council predicts that football fans will consume 1.45 billion chicken wow. wings during Super Bowl weekend this year. Which is still more than she stole. Yes. Well, she was just getting ready for her Super Bowl <laughs> for party. For her own Super yes. Bowl party. That's right. Fair enough. All right, David. Thanks for the update. I, I have to not look at candy when I'm doing it. <laughs> because God, I she's going to die. There's a new San Serif in town. That's the one I was most proud of. <laughs> That's I wrote that down. Oh, did you write that? Yeah, That's great. with crass ableism oh. related. <laughs> Killing me. Oh, my God. Oh, um, I don't know if this is funny or not, but this did happen yesterday, so let's go here. Ilhan Omar got kicked off the Foreign Affairs Committee. Remember Ilhan Omar? Um, she's the representative who once tweeted that um, we have seen unthinkable atrocities committed by the U.S., Hamas, Israel, Afghanistan, and the Taliban, uh, meaning that she's equating the United States military, Taliban, Israel, Hamas, all together in one big lump. So they said, mm, I think we're not going to have you on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Here's what she said in her ever so humble uh, and unique way of speaking yesterday. My leadership and voice will not be diminished if I am not on this committee for one term. My voice will get louder and stronger and my leadership will be celebrated around the world as it has been. Ego much? So take your vote or not. I am here to stay and I am here to be a voice against harms around the world and advocate for a better world. I yield back. I'm just waiting for one of those like Bond villain moments where she's like, the whole world will celebrate Ilhan Omar. You know, like that's kind of the tone of this thing. And then not to be outdone in stridency, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez gets up and starts bouncing up and down like a jumping bean. Really, it's it's wild. Like the way she was all over the place yesterday. It was amazing to watch. As also as a fellow New Yorker, I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. And this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life and you all and the Republican caucus rewarded him with one of the most 
prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. And she actually wound up banging on the podium at the end. Some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. That hit, that last little smack was her hitting the podium with her. It was, um, there you go. So just wanted to share that with you, and now you know what your wake-up alarm should be if you want to not go back to sleep. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. China's government says about a spy balloon spotted over Montana. They're looking into it. The Pentagon says it is Chinese. Brigadier General Pat Ryder. balloon is currently traveling at an altitude well above commercial air traffic and does not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground. We're told the balloon isn't being shot down because debris could pose a risk to people on the ground. Prosecutors at the Alec Murdoch murder trial in South Carolina say he'd been confronted about missing money the morning his wife and son were killed. His financial misconduct accused of swindling millions from clients leading to his disbarment, a judgment handed down from a boat accident two years earlier involving his son Paul that killed a young woman. Head of finance for Murdoch's law firm testified without the jury present, it's not so certain yet if it will be included as evidence. Fox is Lauren Green. It's now about 250,000 homes and businesses without power from the ice storm in Texas, down from more than 400,000. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It is 631 at News Radio 92.3. Seeing a few showers reported right now in Pensacola, otherwise cloudy and 50. Two 19-year-old men now behind bars in connection to a drive-by shooting that happened yesterday on Y Street. Zykeer Knight and Leslie Huff arrested after a pursuit and a crash that ultimately ended up at the intersection of B and DeSoto. Uh, Escambia County deputies say they found a 9mm handgun with a high-capacity magazine in that car. The high-capacity drum magazine that makes it look even even more frightening, and obviously it's very deadly uh, because I, I don't know exactly how many rounds this one holds, at least 30 to 50 uh, uh, 50 rounds, and, and again, that can do a lot of damage. And that is Escambia County Sheriff Chip Simmons. He says Huff stayed in the SUV and surrendered to deputies, but Knight ran from the scene and ended up being arrested at the Escambia County Public Schools facility building. Simmons tells Channel 3 they don't believe yesterday's drive-by was related to the other rash of shootings that have been investigated here in Escambia County this week. A benefit concert and fundraiser has been scheduled for later this month to raise money for the family of an Escambia County deputy that was killed last fall. Master Deputy Kevin Ray died in a crash in Okaloosa County involving a drunk driver. The fundraiser will take place Saturday, February 25th. It'll be uh, at 1 in the afternoon at the AMVETS Florida Post 292. That's the one over on Dog Track Road. And all the money raised at that event going to Deputy Ray's family. A bill that would expand Florida's school voucher system could cost the state billions of dollars. Unless more money is put into the state revenue, more state revenue goes to the education program, it will affect the school district's budget. And that is Education Law Center's Dr. Mary McKillop. Governor DeSantis and state Republicans have been pushing this bill that would expand the school voucher system from low-income students to all K-12 through students throughout the state. The current price tag for the program is about $1.9 billion, and that funds 125,000 students that currently receive vouchers to go to private schools. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey has announced... $4 million in federal grant funding. That's going to be for the Alabama Department of Early Childhood Education. That money, provided by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, will be allocated to Alabama's preschool development grant birth uh, birth through five initiative. And uh, Governor Kay Ivey says the money will support high quality 
early childhood education, uh, and it'll help give every child in Alabama the opportunity to succeed. This weekend, World Wrestling Entertainment is coming to the Pensacola Bay Center. It's uh, part of their Road to WrestleMania tour. I talked to WWE superstar Candice LeRae yesterday about the show. She says it's going to be fun for everybody. Oh, my gosh. I think that fans can expect an experience like no other. Seeing WWE Live is cool, unique, just awesome thing. The atmosphere is so exciting, fun. You feel like you're a part of this community, and you feel like you're a part of the show. And uh, Lorraine says the show is family-friendly, and uh, there's something for everybody. A lot of people have been announced, including Pensacola's local WWE stars, the Uso brothers, Jimmy and Jay, uh, and uh, Bray Wyatt and Cody Rhodes. That show, again, happening Sunday at the Pensacola Bay Center. It is 635 right now, News Radio 92.3. Let's get an update on your traffic on the fives. Candy, what are you seeing out there? Well, uh, roads are fine. That's showing me slowdown. <laughs> Sorry, I was telling Andrew how much I hated his transgressors. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it makes it tough to do your job it the rest does. of the day, doesn't it? It does. I'm telling you, you just this, keep thinking about it. This show always gets in the way of my talking. God, I um, love Fridays. I know, right? No, I do. That, that is what I was saying, that Friday is just such a fun day. I woke up and it was like, all right, transgressors. Um, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns on the road. Uh, Three Mile Bridge is beautiful, not showing any problems there. 98, not showing any issues either. Taking a look at Fairfield, Mobile Highway, and Michigan Avenue. It looks like everything is running clear so far this morning. Traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thank you so much for the update. Now look at our Channel 3 forecast. Small chance of rain throughout the morning hours. Rain chance will come to an end by the time you hit the late morning. We will be seeing temperatures drop after that. High near 59 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures will be getting pretty chilly with a low near 38 degrees. As you go into Saturday, slight little warm up as we go into the afternoon. High near 60, mostly sunny skies. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 48. This is Brooke Richardson from the First 40 Weather Center. Thank you very much, Brooke. 51 right now. Looks like the showers have passed us by yet again. Uh, 51 in Pensacola, 53 in Gulf Breeze and 50 in Milton. Our next news at 7. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne. This is News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshenka with your Money Now. Ford posted disappointing quarterly results, leading the automaker to miss its full-year profit forecast for 2022. As supply chain snags, quality problems, and structural inefficiencies continue to drag on earnings. The Dearborn, Michigan automaker posted $1.3 billion in net income for the fourth quarter, an 89% drop from the prior year period when its profits were lifted by one-time items. The performance fell short of analyst expectations, sending the stock down to 7 percent in pre-market trading. Activist investor Nelson Peltz is escalating his criticism of Disney's board, advocating for the removal of director Michael B.G. Froman, blaming him for backing governance and compensation decisions that Peltz says have harmed the company. Peltz says Disney's board was responsible for the company's recent share price declines, falling income, and other examples of destruction of value because it failed to plan properly for CEO succession. On Wall Street, futures lower. That's your money now. This Valentine's Day, send your sweetheart the gift that shines above all others. Name a star after them. I'm Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $54 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, we will name a star after your sweetheart and send a beautiful gift package. The new star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Call the Star Registry, 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com for this year's hottest Valentine's Day gift. 
Everyone knows time is money. So don't wait weeks for the IRS to send out your tax refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt instead for up to $3,500 with a no interest, no fee tax refund advance loan. With up to $3,500, you could bring home the bacon and bring it home today. Money now instead of later, that's worth its weight in gold. Don't wait weeks for your refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Looking to start a career or change your current career? Pensacola State College is the place for you. Choose from short-term, high-demand career and technical education programs, ranging from commercial vehicle driving to medical assisting. Call 850-484-2000. Are you looking to start your education or to change careers? Pensacola State College is the place for you. We offer bachelor's degrees, two-year degrees, career certificates, and more, ranging from nursing to welding. Apply today. PensacolaState.edu. Kids across America are going to school hungry. Millions of kids every day. Hungry kids get sick more often and can struggle in school. It can be harder for them to focus and learn. But one simple thing can help change all of this for a hungry child in America. Good healthy food and the energy it brings. With help from caring people across America, No Kid Hungry is providing healthy meals and hope to hungry kids so they can build better futures. We want to ensure that all of our kids have healthy meals every day. Thank you. Thank you for helping feed our kids. To learn more about ending child hunger in America, go to helpnokidhungry.org today. Local news with News Radio's news team. The Baldwin County Sheriff's Office says despite the rough and wooded terrain, they were able to quickly locate the two Navy pilots who were forced to eject from their T-6B Texan II trainer. Sheriff Huey Mack says after the pilots ejected, heavy wind gusts blew their parachutes a good distance away from where the plane crashed. The pilots are assigned to Training Air Wing 5 out of NAS Whiting Field. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. such a team as led by Ron. I'm confident Jeff's going to continue Ron's example of smart and steady leadership on behalf of the American people. And now it's my great pleasure, and I don't get to do this often, to <laughs> turn this over to Ron to publicly speak. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Klain. It's Joe Biden's outgoing chief of staff, Ron Klain. Uh, I will I will try to keep this brief, but I cannot promise there will not be some tears. This is the best job I've ever had. <laughs> Aww, look at the little guy. He's crying. I love it when you get like eight seconds into your farewell speech. You're like, I'm, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> and look, listen, let me, let me say this in advance. Um, I'm going to feel bad at the end of this segment. Because it's funny how often he cried during his 10-minute speech. 
But I don't mind a guy crying. That doesn't bother me particularly. You know, I was raised by a single mom. I'm in touch with my sensitive side. None of that bothers me. I just thought this seemed like a little bit much, even for somebody who's fairly sensitive and in touch with his emotions. So, again, outgoing uh, Chief of Staff Ron Klain at the White House. It's also the hardest job I've ever had. Uh, I will miss this job, our work, this mission, and most of all, this team every single day. But I take solace in knowing that I am leaving you in the best of hands. And by the way, I didn't I would not have known about this except that Jimmy Fallon made fun of it first. <laughs> and so I saw the clips on Fallon I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go watch that this morning. It is especially not bad for a president and a team that was written off for dead in the winter of 2019 and for dead again in the winter of 2020 and for dead again in the winter of 2021 and for dead again the first week of November 2022. <laughs> the staff meetings like the president likes to say it is never a good bet to bet against the american people and he is right but what i want to say today is it is never a good bet to bet against joe biden and this team never ever a good bet again let me be clear um i don't mind an occasional man cry <laughs> it doesn't bother me but wow to my family my kids whose support and patience and love and understanding has kept me going these two years, for the engagement celebrations I missed, the birthdays I missed, the time I was not there to do various things, thank you. And I love you guys. And for the next two years, every day, it's my turn to walk the dog. Aw, that's kind of cute, actually. And then, you know, he did make a moment for a little bit of humor. To the Vice President, who's represented here by our outstanding second gentleman, Doug, uh, it's been an honor to be her next-door neighbor in the West Wing these two years. I wish every American could get to know Vice President Harris as I have. I would say she has been the best vice president in history, but, uh, you know. Because, you know. Oh, right. <laughs> See, there was another one, you know. To the President and First Lady, Dr. Biden, you welcomed me into the Biden family four decades ago, and there's no higher honor I could have. Uh, it's more than I could possibly ask. Thank you for, so much for everything. I mean, who failed to put the box of Kleenex up on the on the podium? I mean, he's having a I mean an extended moment. And by the way, this next this is actually super touching. Honestly, this is it, it's it's weirdly over gushing, but it's it, it, here you listen. again. This is Ron Klain, uh, resigning chief of staff for Joe Biden. As the president mentioned, I joined Joe Biden's Senate staff 36 years ago, and over those 36 years. I've picked up three kids, gotten two engaged, paid for six college and advanced degrees. Nice. And so I just want to say this one thing today. I learned everything I know about how to be a good father from Joe Biden. He is the best father I know and the best role model I know. And along the way, he's taught me a thing or two about politics and policy as well. Look, that's an enormous compliment you know that's that's I mean, 
That's pretty impressive. Uh, we'll finish this up here in just a second. Before that, let's get Candy here with Traffic on the Fives. I'm tearing up. Uh, this report is brought to you by Compassion International. Drought, war, and rising food prices have devastated families in poverty. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. You can text the word radio to 97646. Watching an accident in Molino. This is uh, Cantering Hills, and it's on 95A, north of Quintet. Doesn't look like a roadblock, but uh, certainly uh, let us know if you see different, if you see something else, certainly. Uh, traffic tips, 437-1629. News Radio 92.3 Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to uh, retiring, resigning uh, uh, Ron Klain, the uh, chief of staff for President Biden. Uh, and I don't, you know what? I Pardon me. I can't tell you the reason why he's, I, I assume it's just stress, pressure, time, family, all that kind of stuff, I'm assuming. But he doesn't appear to be leaving entirely because he did say this. Being White House chief of staff is the honor of a lifetime. But being Joe Biden's White House chief of staff has given me a unique opportunity to serve a wise, compassionate, determined, and fearless president. And as I did in 1988 and 2008 and 2020, I look forward to being on your side when you run for president in 2024. So, uh, he, you know, uh, he's not leaving entirely. He's willing to come back in a year, right? But then, and this was this was the one that Fallon keyed in on uh, last night on the Tonight Show, and it was again. It's like it's kind of touching, but it's also pretty hilarious at the same time. All right, I will close. I will finally close with some words for the staff here. I'm often asked what is the best souvenir I got in two years as White House Chief of Staff, and my answer is very simple. It's this rock. <laughs> This plate, it's civil rock. And he's holding up like a white two-inch diameter stone that just looks like the absolute nothing of all things, right? It was given to me a year ago on one of our darker days by Louisa Terrell. And uh, it's always symbolized to me the fact that this team has been rock solid in their support of our agenda. And the president, we've never wavered. We've been as solid as a rock. So I ask you today, to continue to play that role. I ask each and every one of you to continue your jobs as the rock of this White House, this administration, and this presidency. That's our mission. And with that, I will turn the podium over to the next White House Chief of Staff, Jeff Sides. So it's kind of funny. This is a good example of when I first saw the Fallon clips, I thought, oh, this is going to be comedy gold. I'm going to watch this. And, mm-hmm. and then as I watched, I'm like, it is funny. <laughs> There's no doubt it's funny to see a grown man not be able to stop crying for about 10 minutes straight every time he opens his mouth. But then, as you know, I'm listening. I'm like, I mean, this is pretty sincere. It's pretty moving. Yeah, I started crying, too. It's I was getting ready committed. to laugh and yeah, exa- exactly. to the traffic. And I was like, and oh, my I thought, gosh. You know, look, <laughs> Poor I, I, guy. I am sure that some... Other, you know, conservative talk show hosts would do nothing but make fun and laugh and ha 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 and uh, you know and you know they'd had to have some super mean comeback about the taught everything I know about parenting and they'd talk about so you know sometimes just just listen to what somebody says, take it for what it is, and um, listen I I I I don't disagree I th- I think that a lot of what he said about Joe Biden as you know a person as a you know friend a mentor whatever I bet a lot of that's true. That doesn't surprise me at all, right? I mean, be willing to say stuff like that. Be willing to acknowledge things that maybe don't align with your normal perspective and be a, you know, I don't know, a grown man leading the White House just about and blubbering on for 10 minutes. Look, you it's an emotional time. He's invested. He's been working with this guy for a couple of decades, right? And then all of a sudden, 
he's leaving something and you don't think a moment's going to hit you and then it does. And have you ever been in a situation where you like just you've, you've lost your emotions and you can't get them back? It happens. All you know? the time. It, it, it absolutely happens. I, I, I remember one time I was on the air talking about um, it, it was it was just after um, we had a case of a, of a girl here locally. I don't want to get into the details because it'll probably affect me again. But we we had been just been talking about this horrible incident and we got a um, an Amber Alert for, for a little girl missing out of somewhere east of here. Right. And I lost it on the air. Like I couldn't, like I couldn't go on because it was just, I can't do another one of these right now. I cannot, you know, and sometimes that happens. So, you know, I understand where you find yourself trying to do the dignified, you know, thing. And then you just, the emotions are deep. They're there. So honestly, I went into this speech thinking it was just going to be funny, you know, and probably an entertaining woman. And I came out of it kind of respecting the guy. I mean, that's where yeah. I am. I'm just telling you where I am. 650 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening. Whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, and Barnes Feed Store. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at VFW.org. Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, 11 to 1. After Pap Talk with Jenna Barr on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Average for a gallon of gas, 349. Florida average is 352. Texas is 312 and California is 458. If you're in Navarre this morning, 322 west, 323 east at the Walmarts. Uh, getting through uh, Tiger Point vicinity, uh, 326 on the foot of the Garson Point Bridge at the Murphy across the street, 335 at the Exxon in Gulf Breeze proper. If you're in Milton, 327 at the Sefco, 326 at the Walmart Murphy uh, in Pine uh, Pine Ridge in um, uh, P Ridge, and then 339 through Pace. If you get over into Pensacola, 329 at the 
Walmart on nine. No, nope. Sorry, that's not right. Uh, three seventeen at the Walmart on nine. Now three seventeen at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US twenty nine. And the best price coming in from the southwest side is going to be three twenty three at the Murphy on Navy Boulevard. Six fifty three on News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local. We cry. Um, <laughs> no, somebody texted. It was my reaction too. They said I was laughing at Ron Klain until the part about the good father, and that made me tear up. Same reaction. I had, the, I had the exact same reaction. I thought, oh, that's pretty touching, honestly. 437-1620. 437-1620. Uh, we've got David Wayne in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders will be delivering the Republican response to the State of the Union address next Tuesday. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy made that announcement on Twitter. A suspected Chinese spy balloon about the size of three buses is being monitored by the U.S. government. That was seen hovering over the northern part of the country around Montana on Wednesday. Uh, apparently, it's still flying uh, all, all, I, all i have to say to that is wolverines yes <laughs> <laughs> apparently officials had discussed shooting it down but they think it might be a, a safety threat for people on the ground and you know yesterday was a lot of fun with groundhog day we had a lot of sunny and share but groundhog day in canada didn't turn out quite as well oh uh, yo i heard this story apparently oh, this is awful yes they've got their own version of punxsutawney phil and i'm not the best at french French pronunciations, but I believe his name is Fred Lamarmut. Sure. Uh, I think that I think that might be how you say it. Well, Fred Lamarmut was found dead just before he could make his prediction uh, yesterday morning. The organizer of the Groundhog Day event in Quebec says he tried to wake Fred up from hibernation, but he had apparently died while hibernating. Yeah, and 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 so they went on, and I, I apologize, I don't have it cut just yet, but Jimmy Fallon did a bit on this too last night, is they went on. And they basically said on TV, I'm so sorry for, you know, Marmote, that uh, the groundhog here has died. So you got all of these, like, kids are tuned in watching so tragic. the reveal. And there's, you know, the dead family gerbil, <laughs> you know, up on TV. Well, and, I guess the- and it's kind of like, find another groundhog. The good, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> the good news is he definitely could not have seen his shadow. Oh, wow. Too soon. Yes. No, don't you give him that slow clap. <laughs> what happened to sweet David? Where's a year ago, David? <laughs> you just don't oh, know him that well town. yet. <laughs> you You're a horrible person. Oh, I'll take back you. everything I've thought. No, I'll retreat back into my news cave now. That's honestly... <laughs> That's that is the meanest best joke I think I have ever heard you make. No, he retreated back into his news cave. That's the worst joke. <laughs> You're an awful person. <laughs> Candy's got traffic on the fives. There's actually a wreck, wreck on I-10. This is eastbound just past the Pine Forest exit, the short on-ramp from Pine Forest. As they say, I've done it again. People coming over that hill sometimes don't have the ability to get over and allow entering traffic on the interstate, and they think that's what two people have texted and somebody called, too. So it's like a bad wreck. This is I-10 eastbound just past the Pine Forest exit. Please be careful. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I have one and only one comment. For David Wayne. It comes from the little girl in the audience. Oh. You are an awful man. You are truly a disappointment to us all. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was just called in. Thank you, young Thank lady. You. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> 656 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, this is actually, this is news you may want to know. This is like, as opposed to everything else that we do. Yeah, <laughs> this is right? news. Genuinely, this might keep you out of jail news, okay? If you go to Alabama and you have a gun in your car or on your person, because now you can conceal care without a permit, and you can, you know, carry in your car, okay? If you do go to Alabama under the current law, the new law, 
and the police do wind up pulling you over for something or stopping you, and they ask you if you have a gun, you have to say you do. You will go to jail if you have a gun and you do not tell them under the new law. And they've, they've had at least two people get arrested already for this. Now, these people probably shouldn't have had guns anyway. Okay, but I'm saying that that is apparently part of the new law is that if you are concealed carrying or carrying in your vehicle and the cops ask you, you must tell them that you have a gun under the new law. So just a, you know, a word of legal safety advice if you're traveling through Alabama under the new law and thinking to yourself, I don't have to tell no stinking cop I got a gun. Yes, you actually do. That's part of the law. I thought you had to do that anyway, wherever you, you are. Know, the cops- says, hey, do you have a gun? I'm definitely going to go, yeah, if I do. Well, yeah, I mean, of course you, you should, but the question <laughs> is whether you're obligated to. I don't know what the law is on that in Florida. I mean, I would always say yes, of course. In fact, I would volunteer it because, you know, driver's license, permit, officer, I've got a gun in the car. You know, I mean, Check out this Walther PPK. It's the same one James Bond Not used. that way. No, no, no. You don't hold it when oh, the I cop guess not. is coming no, that's up. True. No, 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 no. Well, to be fair, uh, I have never been in that situation, but enough. I would there still be go. like, did you see the James Bond gun? Uh, no, but that's a good question. I'll have to ask uh, whether there's uh, an element of that in uh, Florida law, because I don't know the answer to that. So mm-hmm. I know we got a lot of cops listening to the show. If you guys know, just text me. Uh, 658 here on News Radio 92.3. Future news. Time for future news. That's Somebody where, said uh, I do a Biden whisper. So oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to do. But That, that, that back rub is great. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> Wawa yesterday unveiled, announced, that we got two locations coming to Pensacola and a lot more apparently coming to the Panhandle in Pensacola. Is yeah. this going to be a big success here? Yes! We I'm are, so excited about the Wawa. This is not something I know from anything, but I hear from you and others that it is fantastic. That's because you're so. not lazy and don't go on a whole bunch of road trips to concerts and stop at the Wawa. And they all, are awesome. All accurate. No, all accurate. So apparently it's like uh, Bucky's Light or Bucky's More or something I, or I yeah, don't know. We'll I mean, see. it's a hard... It's, Different, different but, animals, okay. but they're going to have him in Pensacola. Tom Brady, will he get signed for one day so that he can retire as a New England Patriot next year? Of course. I think this is a great plan. He's the GOAT. I, I, I agree. I love it, though I am absolutely an anti-Patriots fan. I think this is the right thing to oh, do. Oh, it's because you hate winners. The, the, Pro Bo- <laughs> the Pro Bowl this weekend, is it going to be interesting to watch flag football played by professionals, or is it going to be super Is the boring? Pro Bowl this weekend? It is. Oh, it's super boring. It's Sunday. I know. Nobody cares about it, even right. when I'm in the Can in, I say that, the look, the Pro, like Bowl has, the Pro Bowl has always been terrible for a long time. I think this has the potential to be interesting. I'm I'm, I'm eager to see it. I'm curious to see what it looks like. It won't be football, but, you know, it'll be. Uh, will we shoot down or destroy or some otherwise a Chinese balloon? Okay, that's terrifying me, and I don't know. I'm not worried. No. Newsradio923.com. Newsradio923. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. Northwest Florida's Matt Gates wants to abolish the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. 